The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, friends, and welcome back to this Wednesday morning edition of our podcast. And we're glad you're with us and commend you for making God part of your word today. And we hope you're having a great week. Uh, We are in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 this morning. And in Ecclesiastes, we have uh, really two more today and tomorrow episodes uh, that we are in the book of Ecclesiastes, and then we will be done. So the plan is that Friday we will start a new book. And I'll be honest with you, at this moment, I don't actually know which one we'll be doing. So Lord willing, tomorrow we will share with you where it is that God is leading us and what book we're going to be getting into next. But we're glad you're with us. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. We're going to look at three things. We're going to pull three principles from the chapter today. Uh, We're going to do all but the last two verses, and we'll conclude kind of with a final thought from the book tomorrow. So we're going to look again. One, we looked at chapter verse. Excuse me. We looked at verse one yesterday, and so we're going to pick up in verse two. Again, what we're looking at is kind of. Solomon's coming to the end of his life and he's giving some final thoughts. Even here he refers back to himself as the preacher, as we know uh, that he refers to himself here in the book of Solomon, our book of Ecclesiastes that he wrote. And so he's going to give us a couple thoughts. Really, I am going to share three thoughts that I think are we should pull from these verses today. So we're going to start, we're going to go in verse one, and then we're going to work our way up through these verses. We'll give the principles as we go through. So verse one, we dealt with it yesterday, but we're going to read it again and just give one thought from it. Uh, Verse 1, it says this, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. The word remember also has the reference of reflect on. And so you can say, as we look back to, we can look back and reflect on all of that God has done for us, the good he's done, the times he's been there, the things he's taught us, even in the hard times. And we can just reflect on God's faithfulness throughout our life. And so yesterday we gave more detail on that. But really, the first principle that we can pull from verse 1 really is as we grow older, we should always remember to keep God a high priority in our life. I want to suggest something that a lot of times we do. Well, that's natural. We do that. Can I encourage you that uh, by human, our natural instinct is actually to keep us and our own desires in the forefront. Uh, For us to keep God a priority in our life, it is something we have to choose to do. We're going to have to choose every day to be in his word, every week to be at church, every opportunity to be involved in service. We are going to have to make that choice in our homes, in our marriages, in our friendships. We mentioned yesterday, in the decisions we make, this has to be something we choose to do. Now, I would agree that the more we do that, you know, statistically speaking, that if you do something every, pretty consistently or every day for four to six weeks, it becomes a habit, becomes part of your life. In my life, I've been to church every weekend of my life since uh, two weeks after my birth, from what I understand. And so church is part of my life. Church is part of who I am. So for me to miss periods of church literally will be weird, but I guarantee you in the right scenario, I can convince myself it's okay and leave. So we have to understand that it is a major priority for us to recognize the importance of God's going to be a priority. I must make him a priority. So he says that in verse one. Then we go to verse two. We're going to go through several verses. And here's the, the principle. One, first principle one, make God a priority two, embrace the different seasons of life. The next few verses Solomon kind of just gives all of the realities of what hap- what it's like when we get older. Verse 2, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, 
nor the clouds return after the rain, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, and on the almond tree shall flourish with the grasshoppers shall be burdened. And the desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mortars go about the streets. Or ever, or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel or the kneel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher, all is vanity. He goes through a list of these things in the verses just simply talking about the idea that as we get older, we get older. Our, our bodies begin to struggle. Things don't, they're, they're just thing. we view the world differently. Uh, and, and, and ultimately, in the last couple of verses, we get older. And then the one thing we know is going to happen, Lord willing, our, the, Lord the Lord doesn't tarry, is we're going to see death. That's not necessarily a bad thing for a Christian. If we have kept God a priority and we know that we are saved, death brings with it a level of excitement. And I don't mean death itself. I mean, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we as Christians don't see death in an, in an uncertain fear. We see death as that necessary thing to release us from where we are and take us to heaven, that we will be in the presence of God. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But in that process, while before that comes, we need to embrace the seasons. Earlier in the book of Ecclesiastes, we, we talked about the distant, different seasons of life and how there's pros and cons in our mind to every one of them. But one of the things that is a priority we look at is that we need to embrace them. And as we get older, yeah, we're not going to be able to do the things we did in our 15, you know, teens and 20s and 30s. But we will have wisdom and we will be able to embrace what God has given us. And so as we get older, accept the fact that unfortunately, part of life is we'll get older. And part of life is we will lose some of the things we wish we had. We can look back, as we talked about yesterday, and regret, or we can embrace the season and say, Lord, what can I do in this season? So keep God a priority, number one. And then two, embrace the season you're in. Number three, always be a seeker of truth. Always be a seeker of truth. Verse number nine, and moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Verse 10, the preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even the words of truth. The words of the wise are as goads, and his nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And, and further, by these my son be admonished, and making many books, there is no end in much study is a weariness of the flesh. So two, two similes he puts in there. He talks about the goads and then he talks about the nails. Well, a goad was an instrument that was used if you wanted to move the oxen. It was a, a poke at the end. They would kind of poke, slowly goad that animal to keep moving. The other end had kind of like a shovel, a small shovel part was used to clean out um, the plow. And so simply it had a multiple two. It could push us to keep going and help us to recognize how to clean out our sin. Simply the words of the preacher, if we're seeking truth, the words of the preacher are going to be like that goad, not a painful thing. They're going to be the things that keep helping us to move forward. If you're seeking truth, you will find truth. 
And as you find truth, that wisdom will be the thing that drives you to tomorrow, drives you to next month. That, that wisdom and the knowledge of God and the Word of God will be the thing that keeps us going to next week, that keeps us recognizing that God is in control and we can keep going. And as we gain truth, we will gain more. We will gain light. We will gain information and knowledge of God and then strength to be able to move forward. So we're always a seeker of truth from, from God's word, from preachers, from others. We're always seeking truth because that truth will be that goal. But he also mentions it'll be a nail. And there, you know, obviously when you look at a simile, one of the greatest nails we hold on to are the nails that put Jesus to the cross. That nail, those nails are a reminder of what Jesus did for us. And they're that foundational truth. But the other part is the idea of the nail is that when it was placed in, it was fixing something in place. And so if I'm a seeker of truth and I take that information like a nail, I take that truth and it, and it establishes me. It makes me firm in God because of the nails that he endured and because of the nails of truth. So as a seeker of truth my whole life, I will gain truth. And then it will establish me. That truth will establish me in my walk with God, which is why it's important to always be that seeker of truth. So that truth, that nail can hold me in place. And because he does say, and further by, my, uh, further by these, by the truths, my son shall be admonished. And so we look at that. We're, we're being pushed to go by the truth. And the more truth we gain from the word of God and, and of God, the more we will be established in our way. James, he says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And he's teaching us here that what we're looking for is to be established in its truth. But he gives a final warning in this verse I find intriguing. As he mentions, he says in the second half of verse 12, of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Now you would think that would be counterintuitive intuitive. Because if I'm seeking truth, I want to read more. But here's the point he's making. And understand, in this day and age, there wasn't printing presses and, and digital books. And so making of books was more laborious than it was in this day. But he was saying there's so much information out there today that if we're seeking so much information, not all of it is biblical. Not all of it's wrong, but not all of it's Bible-based, not all of it's Christian-based. And so if we're, if we're spending all of our time seeking all of this truth that the world has, it can be weary because what we're doing is we're evaluating truths, or if you want to use the word truth, from many different perspectives. The better way to put this is we're seeking out multiple truths, his perspective and her perspective on truth. And he's saying that can become wearisome because we're constantly debating. So the, the core is to remember the truth. And so if you're going to stay, and I think it's important to read other things, but I think as we read them, always remember we're not seeking new truth. We're looking at the truth that they put out through the lens of truth, the Word of God. So as we read, be careful that we're not so big about learning the truths of the world that we miss the truth. And that is the key we need to grab onto. So be careful as we're examining all the things we hear. It's not, most of it's not truth. It's, it's their opinion. And they want to call it truth, but it's really their opinion. And it needs to be filled with the truth of the Word of God. That's where we will find established. It's, it's less overwhelming when I don't have to say, well, what do they really think or what do I think? No, the Bible says this and everything's filtered through the truth of the Word of God. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this Wednesday morning. We would invite you tonight as we will be in our adult Bible study in, our, in, in the auditorium, our adult Bible studies in the auditorium. We have youth group and kids club all taking place at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, we invite you to come and join us for all of those. And uh, we'd love to have you here in property. Even if you're a guest, please come. It's a bunch of very casual study type. We can ask questions and just be able to have a time to relax. So 
So we have love to have you tonight, 7 o'clock. If you can't make it tonight in person, we'd love to have you join us online at 7 o'clock. Again, thanks again for joining us this morning, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.